yeah. None whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Nurgle, Papa Nurgle doesn't say sorry. Yeah, it's going all Nurgle. I'm loving the Papa Nurgle. <laughs> oh no, they've got tricks. They've got tricks. Crack the spine, take a whiff of that nice, fresh printed page material. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> True story. Yeah, they seem to be leaning well towards that. <laughs> True. Not anymore.
exactly. Very true, very true. Second set of eyes is always a good idea. Very true, very true. Um, free models. Yes. Anytime you have an ability, a stratagem, a command trait, whatever it is that gives you the ability to get free points on the table, it, if used correctly, is always massively advantageous. Yes.
Yeah. It's just being able to re-roll dice in general. The ability to manipulate statistics. Exploding dice. Yeah, minuses to hit are huge. Yeah, that's actually, you know, I mean, obviously in, in the in the light of the uh, potential new org codex coming out, they've already released the the preview of what that stratagem or not stratagem, the, the army wide ability is going to be in the in the form of the DACA, DACA, DACA ability now. And the fact that it's just your entire army for them now, it's everyone in their army. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I agree.
Actually, the Necrons have one that I think is a little underrated, but it's so so heavily heavily, in my opinion, game changing. And it's the, it's game changing when you're playing that top table game at the end of a tournament, and it comes down to you're getting models within half inches of objectives to win the game. Uh, it's the I think it's called the Neprec. I think is the 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 pronunciation. Um, but their sub-faction ability is the fact that whenever they advance, they automatically roll a 6 for their advance roll. They don't roll, they just get a 6. And they can ignore all models in terrain when they make that advance roll. So they just phase out and just go, boom, guaranteed 6-inch advance to wherever they want to go. You know, in, in the middle, in the early parts of the game, that's not really a stratagem you're going to see, or not a stratagem, it's not an ability you're going to see a lot of use out of. Where you're going to see that use, though, is turn 5, turn 6, when I need to get this model in range of that objective, or I need to get these guys over there, that is where you're going to start seeing that come into play. And you're going to see whole games won and lost on that, the good use of that ability. And there's a few other armies out there that have similar style abilities, but that's the one that really kind of glaringly stands out in my mind. Yeah. place I go to now lately is always the first place I go is the uh, stratagem section. That is the first place I go. The little the faction traits and the stratagem section because uh, I've noticed a trend in a lot of the books. Since a lot of the books that have been coming out lately are, are new books. They're new codexes. Codexes that obviously we didn't have anything ahead of time. So you've got most of these are index armies that are getting their first book. I've noticed they, they don't really tend to change too dramatically a lot of the actual core data sheets within the the book itself they might add a couple they might tweak a couple but for the most part they're pretty well the same um the thing that really defines the book is are their stratagems their relics and their sub-faction abilities going to allow you to make a a game-winning or competitive list out of this and that's and that's why that's the first place i go
Um, the some of the ones that I really like are the uh, and there's a few of them out there. The Imperium has a few of them. Um, the ability to just shut down psychic powers without actually having to roll a deny roll. Um, that is that is hugely hugely advantageous, and most of the time it catches people off guard. Um, and that one's that one's a pretty big one. And then uh, the other one I really really like are a combination of the either like you mentioned the reserve stratagems or the redeploy stratagems, like the ability to just like the on wings of fire is a prime example where the you know the ability to really just redeploy a unit in the middle of the game is uh again so necrons have a similar effect that they can do and so it's just those are the things that i think because again the the two things that are huge in eighth edition is board control and mobility Exactly. Right. <laughs> the nuances.
hands down, yes, yes, it is. It's going to shape how you're going to build a list for that army. Oh, yeah, I guarantee that. Yeah. I don't I don't use I don't use spreadsheets for it, but I will very often I'll be running those exact numbers in my head or I'll write them down. Yep. Exactly.
Yes. Yeah, it's not an XYZ situation. And that's where you, you have to learn not to look at these units when you open a new codex and start looking at it. Do not try and look at them in a vacuum. Realize that it's the, it's the way they work together is what's really going to make them good. Yeah. Strikingly different, actually.
Very true. Right. Right. Especially when you're starting to look at uh, missions like the ITC. I mean, that, that really, you know, that, that one, the ITC is kind of unique in their format that uh, 
you can really it's not like you you can't really build your list i mean you can tailor it somewhat obviously but so can everyone else so it's not like it's a it's a unfair advantage but if you go into a game where your opponent built their list to play in the itc missions and you did not they do have a significant advantage Oh yeah, it's still very good. Right. It's just not the auto-take it was. It's still good. And a lot of armies, yes. I think we hit this. We covered it pretty solid, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> It really does. It, it's what really defines the, the method in which your army will be deciding to attacking the table.
right? I was planning on being down there this year, actually. I was really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, uh, some issues came up with my, my little ones, and I ended up having to stay home that weekend. I'm going to end up missing it this year. It was really sad because I was actually looking forward to it, but uh, almost guaranteed that I will be there next year, so very much uh, look forward to it then. I will actually be at the Michigan GT this weekend, though, uh, really getting to see how this new FAQ shines in its first major event. I've got the so I've got the Michigan GT next weekend, which is gonna it's a major, um, and then we've got the Steel City Showdown on the third of November, and that's uh, in Pittsburgh, and that's gonna be a GT, and then uh, the week following that, I will be at the Alliance Open in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and that's a major that's gonna 120 people I think for that one, so that one's really gonna be an interesting one to go to, so. Uh, and then we hit the holidays. <laughs> I will, yes. Sweet. <laughs> Right. can't argue. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to definitely give a shout out on this one to um, CTC. Yes. Uh, it's actually a really, really big. Uh, so Canada is actually, there's a large group out of Canada that is trying to uh, make a, their first nationally organized national level tabletop gaming convention. And they are, they're gaining a lot of traction already. They've, uh, Recently, just they, this thing just kind of got started over the last month and a half, um, and in the process of them getting started, uh, they've already upgraded. They've already outgrown their the first venue they've only had for this last month lined up, and that first venue was all was the first one was already ten thousand square feet, and they've already outgrown that. 
uh, just in the last month and a half. They're going to have over, I believe they, if I'm reading correctly, uh, over 32 different gaming systems, all tabletop at this convention. Uh, and so it's really going to be awesome to see. And it's just, just seeing, seeing that Canada is really trying to step up to have that level of event like we have here, like with uh, Adepticon and Nova and, and the LVO. It just, I think it's just going to be really awesome. And uh, I love going to a lot of the events I go to in Canada. They're always great events. And uh, I'm looking forward to supporting the heck out of that event and watching them grow. So definitely want to plug them on that one. As they say, south of the border, dos vadanas. That's two vadanas. That, that's two vadanas. Two vadanas. <laughs> 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 <laughs>